our 21 days with the Holy Spirit. Joel 2, Joel chapter 2, verse 28. Joel 2, 28. It says, And it shall come to pass afterward that I will pour out my spirit on some flesh, on all flesh, your sons. Did you say daughters? So that's for the ladies too, huh? Shall prophesy. The old men shall dream dreams, and your young men shall see visions. Amen. Amen. Say the Holy Spirit's for me too. And I, it's not the Me Too movement, but the Holy Spirit is for me too. I'm going to say it to the person standing next to you. Walk to two or three people, give them a fist bump before you sit down and say, the Holy Spirit is for me too. You may be seated. I'm sure when, before I start preaching, I'm sure when, um, Pastor Chrissy comes, he would you know, elaborate on the things that you need to do during this 21 days and blah, blah, blah. We talk about the devotional and stuff. But let me just say, spiritual exercises bring us closer to God. Let me give a, a little um, uh, 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 um, I, have, we, I have a friend and his name is uh, Freddie. Now, Freddie, um, Freddie, whose brother is Richie, whose sister is Rachel. Rachel. And Freddie, who was, he came to Ghana one time and he started hanging with us. He was not a believer. And he was from London. He was not a believer. And he came down to visit his, his mom and his family and he hanged out with us. And at that time, I remember. Uh, we 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 had brought uh, G. Craig to town. You, you don't know who G. Craig Lewis is, and at that time, very famous for what uh, was known as the truth about hip hop, right? And so um, we 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 went to Accra, and then after he ministered, we went to at, at, at that time. I I remember Frankie's was was drumming, and then we went to Frankie's. We sat down. We ate. And, and all that, and I, I, I remember details. In fact, um, Damien Marley was in town at the same time. So when we were walking to, um, we were going into Frankie's, he'd come, and uh, a lot of kids were standing in front of uh, 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 the hotel, 
And, you know, and Damien, Damien, and he was, you know, given, he bought burgers for about 20 kids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The whole, the whole Marley family, yeah, there were a couple of Marley guys because Rita Marley used to live in Ghana. I don't know if she still does. Anyway, so we went and after we were coming back to Massey, we were going to have a fasting and prayer. And this is Freddie. He's not, he's not safe. But he's been hanging with us because his brother is our boy. So we're going to Kumasi and then I, 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 I said, we're having fasting and prayer. He said, okay, good for you guys. <laughs> so um, I guess when he went home, he said, he said to me, he said, said to himself, I'm going to be around. Why don't I've never fasted before? Why don't I just try fasting and see what's up? So he fasted and he came for fasting, you know, and pray. All the prayers we did for the week. He was coming every day and all that. And he got saved and filled with the Holy Spirit and became so passionate for God. Watch this now. So I was even afraid because he was leaving um, the following week to London. And just got saved and we're leaving him like that. What's going to happen to him? So he, he leaves, he goes to London and then he's on fire. He finds a church uh, called Portis House, not T.G. Jason's Portis House, another Portis House in London. And he goes, he joins the evangelism team. And then he, they're evangelizing and they evangelize all the way into Liverpool from London. And Sleeps in the car. He's a, like he's on fire. And today he's a preacher. Now he used to be he used to be a gym instructor. And I say this. The reason why I say say this is that when you when you partake of spiritual exercises, it has a way of drawing you closer to God. So if you would take this twenty one days serious where we're going to try and be intimate with the Holy Spirit in, in, in all the things that we would do. Uh, when Asakusi uh, comes, he's going to share with you all the things. And take the devotional serious. There's going to be a devotional every day, right? And there's going to be, I have a six-second video every day that's going to come to you every, every morning. So... Just make sure you partake of that. That's our start this week. There are community um, prayer meetings and Bible studies organized in wherever you are, whether you're in Garden City or at KSTU or, or KNUST, wherever you are, there, there are community, community meetings that will be organized. So make sure you are breasted on what is going on. Okay? Okay? Okay. All right, all right. So maybe we can preach now. Okay, I, I, I said all that. Let me see if I can as quick as possible. Now, his, you know him to be called the Holy Spirit. A lot of people the oh, Holy Spirit, oh, Holy Spirit, Spirit. Now, the Greek and the Hebrew meaning of Holy Spirit. It's wind and breath. It's wind and breath. 
is wind and breath. Why? It is wind because you can not see the wind, but you can see its effect. And the Holy Spirit is a person that you can see, but you see the effects of the Holy Spirit. Anybody here? Okay. So you can't see him, but you see his effect, see his action. For example, if a wind blows strong in this building and turns over chairs, you don't see the wind, but you see the effect of the wind that's turning over chairs. So in Hebrew, the Holy Spirit is, is, is the Ruach Hak, is the Ruach Hakodesh. The Ruach Hakodesh. Say Ruach. Yeah, good, good. Say Ruach. Not, not rock. Ruach. <laughs> Say Ruach Hakodesh. Okay, Ruach when Kodesh is holy. Okay, so if you're, if you're a lighthouse person, you know, you, most lighthouses say Kodesh, 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 and they don't know what they, they say, Kodesh, Kodesh, Kodesh. And, and, and when they say Kodesh, they're trying to say that God dwells in the lighthouse building. I'm about to tear, tear that up in a second. Forgive me. Now, the Holy Spirit is agios humor in the New Testament. Agios means holy, humor means spirit. Thus, our theme, Numa, 21 days with the Holy Spirit. Say Numa. Okay, but Numa doesn't start with N, it starts with P. Okay. Anybody here? So in the Old Testament, the Spirit fell upon them only to use them to do God's will, and after that, the Spirit will leave them. So the Spirit will fall upon them to use them to do God's will, and after that, it will leave them. So the Spirit will fall on uh, 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 Noah. So that he could build the ark, but it would leave them after that. The spirit will fall on Samson, and he would he would kill the Philistines with a jawbone, but it would leave them. So when the spirit, I believe, when the spirit it will fall upon Noah, it would leave him, and and, and every time. Something leaves you, it creates a vacuum. And because it creates a vacuum, you would try to find something in order to fill it. So Noah tried to find alcohol to fill what left him. Samson tried to find women. So you would always find. Uh, when the spirit would leave, uh, 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 something comes in and fills that person because there is no such thing as a vacuum. Every time there's a vacuum, either God will fill it or the devil will fill it. Can I tell you something? All, all the things that you're getting yourself involved in 
is because there is a Holy Spirit back. Okay, okay. You think you think you need him so bad. You think you need her so bad. You think you need this and that, and you get yourself involved in a lot of things because there is a Holy Spirit back. Okay, 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 okay. Two minutes now, preach. Two minutes. Give me two minutes. So you, we see the work of the Holy Spirit. I don't have time to talk about a lot of things, so I'll skip. The Holy Spirit, watches, therefore, was in the tabernacle and the temple in the Old Testament. Exodus 40, 33 to 38, and 2 Chronicles 7, verse 1. The Holy Spirit was in the tabernacle that Moses built. Moses built a tabernacle, and the Spirit of God was in the tabernacle. Solomon built a temple, and the Bible says that he prayed, and the Spirit of God fell in the temple. The Holy Spirit was in the tabernacle. He was in the temple. There was a tabernacle of David. There was a tabernacle of, of, of Moses first. There was a tabernacle of David, and there was a tabernacle of Solomon. The Holy Spirit was in the tabernacle. Now, there is what we call Second Temple Judaism, which I will not get into. Because Second Temple Judaism is after the temple was destroyed, it was rebuilt, as you know it, in Ezra. And when it was rebuilt, the men of old looked at the temple and realized that it didn't have the glory of the older temple. And there's a reason for that. Anybody here? I know you're a Bible student. In the New Testament, watch this now, God has abolished the system of temple, tabernacles, and ritual. We don't have a temple in the New Testament. We don't have a tabernacle in the New Testament. Okay, now, now watch this now. Uh, every religion has a tabernacle. They have a priest. They have uh, 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 rituals that go along with it. In the New Testament, we don't have temples and tabernacles. Uh-oh. So, so much for any churches that say, this is so-so and so temple, and this is so-so and so tabernacle. Uh-oh. I, I, I said I'm going to get in trouble today, though. No. We don't have temples and tabernacles. Now, 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 when I lived in Singapore, uh, um, um, Singapore is a very pluralistic country. So they, they got Hindu temples. So I've been to Hindu temples before. Uh, they got Buddhist temples. Been to Buddhist temples before. Just for curiosity, just to see what's going down over there. And, 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 but in Christianity, we don't have no temples, tabernacle. This is not a temple. And this is not a tabernacle. If Christianity is about temples and tabernacles, then you can't meet in a hotel. Okay, okay, okay. Then you cannot meet in a hotel. You cannot meet at a dance club because that would not be a temple or a tabernacle. 
in the Old Testament, there were temples and tabernacles, and God dwelled in those temples and tabernacles. But in the New Testament, there are no, Jesus has abolished the systems of temples and tabernacles and rituals. Ooh, 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 okay, 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 that's, that's why it's dangerous when we start doing signs and tokens. Okay, okay, give me, give me, give me a second. Uh, give, give me a second. But that's why it's dangerous when you go to a church where uh, uh, there, there is signs and tokens, you see. Because unless it is something that is required by Jesus Christ for, for us to practice in the church, if you do that, you are walking in heresy. Okay, okay, you give me a second. You, you're awfully quiet. I know, I know. It, that, that's right. I'm, I, I, well, Oh, just, just, just hold on, hold, hold, hold with me for a second. African church is crazy. The African church is crazy, and so are their ministers. You can't add to God's word. You can't add African traditional religion. You know what that's called? It's called syncretism. Mixture. You, you, you can't just say, you know, I like the way the Malams do it. You know, it would be really nice if we do it. And now you, you can't do it. No, no, it's not like that. Is anybody here? God has abolished every system of temples, tabernacles, and rituals. In the New Testament, the Holy Spirit no longer dwells in buildings. He dwells in human beings. 1 Corinthians 3, verse 16 to 17. God does not write things he doesn't mean. Do you not know? Okay, now let me put it in street terms. Are you ignorant? If somebody say, you, do you not know? It means, are you ignorant? And Paul is telling the Corinthian church that are you ignorant that God, that you are God's temple and that God's spirit dwells in you? Oh, why is that? Because listen, because in the days they had temples and tabernacles, the spirit only dwelt in a temple and in a tabernacle. So if you wanted to inquire of God, you got to go into that temple. If you, if you lived in, say, if you lived in uh, uh, Anomabu, you would have to go all the way to Jerusalem and inquire of the Spirit of God in that temple. But when Jesus came, he tore down the buildings and the tabernacle so that the Spirit of God could be released throughout the world. Say, it's for me too, it's for me too. Uh, God has no intention of living in building made with human hands. Why dwell in something made in human hands when I can dwell in something made by my own hands? Oh, okay, 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 okay. Why do I have to dwell in something made of bricks and stones when I can dwell in something that I personally formed? In the New Testament, the Holy Spirit dwells in...
inside of you and so when Jesus walked on this earth all he was he said I will tear down this building I'll tear down this tabernacle because as, as long as this building remains my spirit will not be released in the life of the believer but if I tear down this building I'm building a different building and it's people this time God is not interested in building Listen. this place only becomes a place where God is because God is in us and the people of God meet there so when we come here we bring God with us God with us and because we carry the presence of God as temples and tabernacles of God when we meet in any place the spirit of the Lord is there the Bible says where two or three are gathered he is there in the midst so if you meet in the bathroom he is there if you meet at the airport he is there if you meet at the mosque he is there if you meet at the disco he is there wherever you meet at he is there if you meet at the mall, he is there because we bring the spirit of God with us. He is in your room. He is wherever you go. Hey. 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 Uh, I, I, I'm sorry. I, I, I'm, I'm going to rock a few boats today, but that's, that's okay. That's okay. That's okay. That's, that's okay. Um, uh, you know, I, I, I've heard stories about uh, uh, some of our African churches where, where people will go to a particular church, the mother church, to carry sand. I'm not preaching about religion today. That's another story for another. And they'll carry sand and bring it to their own church. Not, don't go there. But the Holy Spirit is throughout the scriptures. When you read the scriptures, he is in every page. He is in every section. He is in every, is in every verse. He is the spirit. Oh, help me out. Come on. He is the spirit of creation seen in Genesis 1, brooding over the surface of the deep to Joshua he was the spirit to sorry to Joseph he was the spirit of the dreamer he was the one that gave Joseph the dream to Moses he was the fire from the bush calling for the deliverance of an oppressed people he is the precious oil that anointed priests kings and prophets he is the expert spirit that inspired the builders of the tabernacle. In the book of Leviticus, he appears as the sovereign fire. In numbers, he is called the different spirit that was upon Caleb. That differentiates men of fear from men of faith. In Deuteronomy, he is called the cloud of day and the fire 
fire by night. Oh, help me, Lord. In Joshua, he is the spirit that brings victory. He is the spirit of breakthrough. It is the spirit that brought strength to Samson and bestowed favor on Ruth. He is the spirit that appointed the kings in the Bible. He is the still small voice in the book of Kings. He is the kindred spirit in first chronicles and the fortifying spirit in second chronicles Ezra depicts him as the convicting spirit in Nehemiah he is revealed as the comforter and in Esther he is the voice of destiny Ah, in Job he calls him the life given spirit he is the Solomon's he is Solomon's wisdom and David's favor in the book of Psalms he is the spirit of worship and so if you ever need to worship he comes upon us and help us to worship ah in Proverbs he is a spirit of wisdom in Ecclesiastes he is a spirit of purpose in songs of songs he is a spirit of the beloved ah in Isaiah he revealed himself as the spirit that rested upon Jesus and that same spirit is resting upon you in Jeremiah ah he's a spirit that is shut up in his bones that inspires the word of God in your spirit Jeremiah said the spirit was shut up in my bones in lamentation he reveals him as a spirit that grieves deeply over sin he is mourning over sin in Ezekiel he is the man of fire not Denzel Washington Ezekiel he is a man of fire for Daniel he revealed himself to him as the excellent spirit he's a spirit of excellence in Hosea he is the patient spirit so that every time you mess up he's still patient with you still speaking to you still nudging you still drawing you in Joel he is the promise of the spirit in Amos he is the consuming fire that devours all idols in Obadiah he depicts him as the vindicating spirit in Jonah he is the wind that redirects the storm and protects the call ah in Micah he's shown to be the stubborn and unchanging spirit ah the prophet Nahum reveals him as the spirit of warning the prophet of the prophet Habakkuk reveals him as a spirit of righteous indignation in Zephaniah he is a spirit of hope ah in Haggai he is a spirit that fights against fear in Zechariah he is a spirit of grace in Malachi he is the refiner's fire ah in Malachi he is a refiner's fire but when you come to Matthew he reveals him as a spirit of incarnation that is the spirit that overshadowed Mary ah, and said the spirit of God will overshadow you in Mark he is a beloved spirit in Luke he is the 
a threshing wind. He is a wind that threshes. In the book of John, he is a secret of to great works. He is a secret to greater works in the book of John. So that if you're going to do anything greater than him, you need the spirit of God. In Acts, he is the power of the church. In Romans, he is a spirit. He is the one who loves Jesus, our mighty intercessor. In 1 Corinthians, he reveals himself as the spirit of God. Ah, but that is not all that he is. In 2 Corinthians, he depicts himself as a transforming spirit. If you're wondering how people change from bad to good, it's a spirit that changes. When it comes upon you, you become another person. Acts Saul, Saul said, the Bible says that the, so when the spirit came upon Saul, he became another man. In Galatians, he's a spirit that helps us bear Christ, bear Christ-like fruits. In Ephesians, he's a sustaining power. In Philippians, he's a personal spirit, one you can call a friend. In Colossians, he is seen as a spirit of love. In 1 Thessalonians, he describes him as a delicate spirit. So he says, don't quench the spirit because he's delicate. He is sensitive. Ah, but in Thessalonians 2, he reveals himself as a spirit that restrains the spirit that is keeping God's wrath from coming down to the earth. So that when the Holy Spirit is removed, the end time is at hand. Ah, he's a restraining spirit. In 1 Timothy, he's the prophetic spirit. In 2 Timothy, he's a spirit of peace. In Titus, he's the giver of life. In Philemon, he's a spirit that forgives. In Hebrew, he is God. In James, he's the jealous spirit. In 1 Peter, he calls him the spirit of Jesus. In 2 Peter, he's a spirit that inspires the scripture. In 1 John, he's the witness of the incarnation. In 2 John, he's the masterful teacher. In 3 John, he's the spirit of unity. In Jude, he is the power of prayer. In Revelation, he is he reveals Christ. And in my life, he reigns supreme. Ah, I said in my life, he reigns supreme. The spirit of God is living inside of you. Ah, Paul said, if this same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead lives in you, he will quicken your mortal bodies. It's a spirit that makes a difference. It's a spirit that changes things. It's a spirit. I know people who love Jesus, but they don't like the spirit. That's a problem. Because the spirit is supposed to testify about Jesus. Jesus said, I'll send you. If I don't go, the spirit will not come. Because Jesus could only be at one place at a time. Not many people would say, I wish Jesus was here. 
was Jesus never left to heaven? If Jesus lived on earth, if he worked 14 hours a day, he will only be able to see 800 people in a day. That's 14 hours without break. I don't wish Jesus was here because he is here. Oh, 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 oh. I don't wish. Uh, uh, I wish Jesus was here. He is here in the person of the Holy Spirit. And guess what? Unlike the Old Testament. Uh, okay, I'm going I'm to mess you up. I'm going to mess you up in a second. I, I, I'm gonna mess you. I'm gonna mess you. I'm gonna mess you up in a second. The Holy Spirit never lived in Adam. God breathed spirit into Adam, spirit of life. But the Holy Spirit never lived in Adam because Adam didn't need it. He was not sinful. He was created in the image of God, in the likeness of God. So he was already Christ-like. He didn't need the Holy Spirit to make him Christ-like. It was when he sinned. It is when sin came into the world and we drew away from God that there was a need for the Holy Spirit to be given inside. Watch this. Nobody in the Old Testament ever had him inside. They all had him upon them and left. Ooh. But when Jesus died, he sent the Spirit inside of you and the spirit draws us close to God Adam didn't have any separation from God but when sin came into the world spirit became necessary the spirit is not an option you are not meant to live life without the spirit. It is not an option. It is given to everyone who is willing so that they can navigate through life and they can bear Christ like stand. I was born in church. I gave my life to God so many times. So many times that even when I hear preaching, I didn't want to give my life again. How many times I go give my life? But you know what? 
the difference with when I later actually did give my life, well, was the Spirit. Because you're not meant to live a Christian life without the Spirit. Christianity is not just a moral experience. Pastor, I have changed. By what agent? Because the agent of change is as necessary as the change itself. Oh God. Okay, 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 okay. The agent of transformation is as important as the transformation itself. Because it's the agent that shows the DNA of the change that has taken place. Okay, 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 okay. okay. Let me... Let me work it two, two minutes, two minutes. You, 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 you don't get that. If, 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 if the agent that transforms your life will always have an influence in you. So, so if, if you're transformed by a Buddhist, then there'll be Buddhist influence inside of you. Okay. If you're transformed by Muhammad, and there'll be a uh, 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 Muhammad influence inside of you. That's, that's why I'm never shocked that a Muslim would um, take a knife and stab anybody. Because uh, Muhammad was a fighter. And he was a warrior. He fought. And, 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 and he expanded Islam through, through war. Uh, but I'm surprised when a Christian does that because Jesus never fought a war. Uh, okay, 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 okay. Because the agent of, of transformation uh, will have an influence. Oh my God. In, 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 in what has been transformed. So your transformation is as important as the agent that transforms you. So changing is not good enough. When I hear somebody say, I've changed, my question is, what changed you? Oh, 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 oh. What changed you? And if it's not the spirit of Christ, then I don't want to hear it. I don't know what about that change is, but it's not going to last. And it's not pure. But if you want a real change, then you want the power of the Holy Spirit. That's why he's called the Holy Spirit. He is a pure spirit. The only agent where the agent of change. Be careful what changes you. Because you're going to be like it. Ooh, 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 ooh. Be careful what changes you. Listen, listen. We got so many people today talking about and we're changing this and we're changing that. Be careful what changes you. Because you're going to be like, during the French Revolution, they complained about the aristocrats. They wanted to change the world. 
So many of them took up arms and they fought and they killed all the nobles in France. And they were trying to change France. But when they finished, by the time the revolution finished, the very thing they were against, they had become. They were killing people left and right. Because you got to be careful. What changes you? Because not every change is a change. That's why, that's, that's, that's why I'm not so keen about anybody that rises up as a leader in our country and say, I'm going to change the country. I'm asking myself, what kind of agent of change are you? I don't want your DNA in my chain. I want the DNA of the Holy Ghost in my chain. It's the spirit that transforms purely. Somebody lift up your hands today. Kobayasa. Hey. Hey. I need the Holy Ghost. 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 I can't do it without you. I can't do it by myself. I need the Holy Ghost. I need the Holy Ghost. I need the Holy Ghost. Somebody talk to him and say, I need you, Holy Spirit. I need you, Holy Ghost. I need the Spirit of God. I need the power of God. I need the Holy Ghost. Uh, the Holy Ghost is a necessity. It is not an option. It is a necessity. Without him, you can do nothing. I need the Holy Ghost. Hey, hey. Open your mouth and pray. Two minutes. I need the Holy Ghost. 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 I need the Holy
himself. Some people even say, the Bible says, God help those who help themselves. Well, that's not the Bible, that's Benjamin Franklin. And Benjamin Franklin was a Freemason. Can I tell you what the Bible actually says? God does not help those who help themselves. God helps those who cannot help themselves. I'm, I'm preaching the Bible now to you. I'm not preaching the gospel of Freemason. I'm preaching the Bible now to you. Ah, God helps those who are helpless. The helper of the helpless. Ah, the father to the fatherless. God helps those who cannot help themselves. <laughs>